so hi welcome to good noise podcast here with Jariah. we're gonna ask him some questions today i'm gonna start uh so what inspired you to start the project um uh just like music in general uh, yeah mm-hmm. um man i mean pretty it kind of just started very um it was kind of random really i mean i've always sort of been not always but like at least when i was like a kid probably like middle school i started getting into like producing music like i did sort of like electronic stuff through like one of my music teachers that introduced me to fl studio and i was like oh this is kind of fun i could do like you know i was listening to a lot of like uh, dubstep and like uh you know stuff like that at the time it was like 2011 or something like that so it was like i was sort of getting into the world of like producing and and arranging music and then in high school i sort of started getting more into um like rock music and like stuff like that a lot of like pop and more i guess more vocal music really and then i i was introduced to theater in like my senior year of high school so that was that was around where like i started writing music and i was like man like i feel like if i if i practiced it enough i could probably learn how to sing because before that i was just kind of too scared to try it which is why none of my songs had like vocals so that was when i officially started writing music under like my own name Okay. Yeah. All right. Solid. Get so ready for this, this one. question. God, this question's <laughs> a long one, so stick with me, please. Okay. So, uh, congrats on your newest release, Split, and your two Thank upcoming you. releases, Terra Master and Change of Pace. How do you feel about the response to Split so far? Since at the time of recording, those other two singles aren't out yet. Um. Let's see. So Split. Split's been kind of crazy. Um. I don't usually like release singles. But, like, just with, like, how wild this year has been, um, it's been, like, a lot of factors. But I, I really wanted to try and release a couple singles this year just because I thought, like, you know, I don't feel like it's time for an album. I would like to take some time and, like, actually make it. And the EP sort of started getting a little bit of traction over the summer. So I was like, let's really split. Let's just see how it how it goes, you know, just, like, to throw something out into the world so that I don't, like, disappear off the face of the earth. That's good, um, yeah. Yeah, and it's been kind of crazy. It turned into, like, my biggest song in, like, two weeks or something. God damn. Congrats. Deserve. So that, thank you. <laughs> so that was wild. I mean, it's been really cool seeing what people think of it. I've never really gotten this, like, kind of response in anything. So that's been kind of neat. <laughs> Sick. All right. Um, and then a follow-up question on that. How do you feel the response to the other two unreleased singles uh, to the people you've shown it to so far since, again, at the time of recording, they aren't out yet? Oh, yeah. So let's see. Um, so then one that's coming out soon, um, I think it's... Um, okay, so the first... The song that's coming out in a few days. It's coming out on Halloween next week. It still doesn't have a title. Um, <laughs> so that's great. It's that's been very... It's been a lot, but basically, it's this song that I wrote like two years ago, and it flopped oh, wow. like really bad. Oh, so no. <laughs> it's okay. So, <laughs> I was like, Give me another I shot. Was, every once in a while, my girlfriend will like mention the song. She's like, "Man, you should sing that song more." I'm like, nobody knows that song. But then I thought about it. I was like, this could be a good song if I did it mm-hmm. again. Yeah. So I like rewrote it, rearranged it. Um, me and my my drummer slash you know, musical collaborator Cole. We just kind of went crazy and did a new version. And I'm very excited for people to hear it just because I know that 
there are a whole lot of people that definitely never heard the original because mm-hmm. like hardly anybody heard it. And I think people are going to be into it. It's very spooky. It's very, it's very Halloween. Mm-hmm. Right. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, so can you tell me a little bit about your writing process? Writing process? Um, definitely depends from song to song, but I'm like a big story guy. Um, most of my songs will like be like something where I'm literally writing a story like this happens and then this happens and I'm just kind of piecing it all together, especially for albums. I don't think my albums are ever, I mean, I only have one album, but the way I, I approach like, you know, collections of songs is usually I know exactly what happens in each song and then I just have to write them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I'm also like a very big sound guy. I don't like write lyrics first. I usually will like literally just start with like chords or like some something I produce just that I like the sound of. And you know, I feel like if it sounds good, it can turn into a good song. You know? Yeah. Okay. Definitely it has to have a good bass foundation. Definitely, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, which song out of the three took the longest to write, and which one is your favorite? Oh man. Okay, so. Okay, so we're talking about the singles right now, right? Yes. Like, the okay, two yes. unreleased and split. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they split. There's a Halloween single, and then there's another single for November. A lot of stuff happening. My favorite. Okay. Hard, the longest one to write definitely had to be Split. Okay. Split was originally written for my second album, which has um, changed a lot over the last, like, I started writing it right after I released my first album, so in like 2018. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Split was like the first, one of the first songs that came about for that. And this was like, I think right around the time when I met um, Cole, who I, I work with now on like pretty much all my stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was this demo, it was very sort of like this, um, like, I don't know how to describe it really. It sounded like an emo song from like 2009 with like a bunch of like drum machines and synths and stuff. It was very like, like Breathe Carolina or something like that. Yeah. And I brought it to him and he was like, let's just mess around with this because we had never written anything like, you know, worked on a song together. So I sent him all the stems. We sat in his room in his studio and we just started throwing sounds at it. It became this very like theatrical thing that was like straight out of a circus and then it, we played it live a few times, and that was fun. And then over the summer, somebody reached out for a compilation, um, saying if I wanted to like contribute a song. And by then, we had like we had just worn that song out like to hell. Like we played it a bunch. I had listened to it too many times, and it just didn't feel like it held up well enough. Like I was mm-hmm. already tired of it. It hadn't even come out. Yeah. So I gave it to Cole, and I was like, "Do whatever you want." I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give you the arrangement and he was like I'm just gonna do whatever. I'm gonna go crazy with it. Why not? And why not? And he did. So from start to finish, that was like over a year. Like oh, wow. a year year and a half, definitely. Yeah. And it still might be on the next album and it might be completely different. So Oh wow. Okay. So this might just be one version. Yeah, there are three versions of the song right now. Three versions. Wow. Okay. Excited. Also, my favorite out of all mm-hmm. the songs is the last one. It's called Change of Pace and it comes out in November. And I like it because it's just a pop song. It's <laughs> so very good. I yeah, I really it. like that one. 
Uh, so can you tell me where your headspace is at while you're writing these couple of songs? Um, everywhere, I think. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Just very, like, frantic to get out new music, you know? I mean, I definitely never want to rush the process, but it was definitely me rushing to start making something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, change of pace, I started very beginning of this year, and I had to shelve it. It was going to be on the EP, and we just could not finish it because I'm horrible with time and deadlines. <laughs> so um, we were recording that thing up until like the day before it had to go out. So that it just it was never going to be on there. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. Um, but definitely that it, I brought it back. Like over the summer, a lot of things changed. Um, I wasn't expecting to like really start gaining like the bit of traction i did mm-hmm. in that period of time so all of a sudden i was like oh god i gotta put stuff out like i can't just sit here and like you know like talk to people on twitter like i gotta like <laughs> actually keep releasing music yeah so that was like one of the things that i was like all right let's make this song um same with the song that's coming out for halloween I was like, I want to release something else. And this was like following Split. I was like, Split did really well. And I really want to keep this momentum going. I don't want to let it die off. Mm -hmm. And I just have so many songs that are like unreleased. So I figured, yeah, I'm just start releasing some of them, you know, stop kind of just sitting on them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get that. So is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while listening to these couple tracks? Um, I don't know if I, I'm going for, like, a specific feeling necessarily, mm-hmm. but I sort of like, um, like, a lot of tension, I guess. Yeah. Like, sort of, like, feeling like things are, like, building up and kind of getting a little bit of, like, the, um, I guess putting yourself in the shoes of, like, a, a character who's in maybe, like, a very sort of, um, like dangerous situation or like interesting or whatever else the story is conveying just sort of being able to feel like the the push and pull of what's happening there that's so cool yeah so just to be the character be in their shoes exactly like when you watch a movie you know it's like they don't want you to feel like one specific thing when you watch the movie they just want you to be in there and like damn like if i were in there it'd be like a lot you know yeah yeah Oh, that's that's really cool. That's really cool. So this question should be like super super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe your music to new listeners in three words. Um, three words. Um, Broadway, anime, <laughs> and um, I already said Broadway. <laughs> Broadway, anime, and Broadway. Broadway, anime, Broadway. I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna say pop. Yeah. Pop. Solid. Good combo. Good combo. Uh, so one thing that like sets you apart from so many other creators and artists is that you animate. Well, you add a level into your music videos where you animate like yourself and stuff around it. How did that start? How do you do that? And why do you do it? Because it's so cool and it adds like oh, so many layers. It's honestly one of the coolest things I've seen. Uh, well, first of all, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. Why is because I love to give myself this unfathomable, unfathomable amounts of work. But um, <laughs> I that <laughs> it's it's a lot. But I basically like I've been a visual artist way longer than I have been like a musician. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, pretty much since I was in like kindergarten, like I wanted to be like a comic book artist, and then I wanted to do like I found out about animation. And I was like, oh, I want to do animation, and then I mm-hmm. found out how, and I was like, that seems like a lot of work. So <laughs> I, didn't, yeah. I didn't dive into that for a long time. I um, so I, I was like very much in the illustration for most of my life. I was sort of chasing that career path. Um, and then I kind of started doing it. Like I became like a freelancer um, when I was like 15 or something. And I did like a lot of um, sort of illustrative work and like graphic design and stuff. And by the time I was done with high school, I was kind of tired of it. You know, I wanted mm-hmm. to do something bigger. It didn't feel like, you know, I've, I've always sort of been like an ambitious person. And I always thought it'd be this lifelong goal. So I guess once it became like a lot more attainable, I was like, I feel like I need something more difficult. Yeah. So I was like right before college and I had to decide what to major in. I was like, animation seems like a good step from Mm -hmm. here. You know, like I'm still drawing, but it's also all these other things, you know, you're worried about sound and you're doing video editing and effects and all that. So it felt like a really good, like sort of more expansive way for me to express myself. Mm -hmm. And when, when the music videos came along, it was just kind of that. I feel like that was something that could set me apart. You know, I don't have like expensive gear or like, you know, a camera crew or people to work with on that. But animation is something that I can really just sort of, um, you know, like most people aren't going to be willing to put in that amount of work. So I think that's, it's like a good way for me to sort of express myself in a way that's a little more unique, I guess. Definitely. That's really cool. For sure. Uh, so what band or artist influences do you think you can hear the most in your music? Um, I mean, like, definitely, like, a lot of the obvious ones is, like, Panic at the Disco and, like, My Chemical Romance. Those are, like, my two big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, System of a Down is a huge influence on me. And then I guess there's, like, less obvious stuff. Like, again, I, I love pop music. It's just like one of my lifelong things, mm-hmm. I guess. So there's stuff oh, like it's so good. So yeah, there's stuff I've been getting really into like Billie Eilish over the last like two years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Halsey is a huge influence on like my stuff. Uh, I, I could go on forever, but I'd say that's like the main stuff, sort of like very theatrical, like rock and pop things and also very sort of anything that's catchy really yeah yeah i'm glad you brought up panic at disco in my pen because i believe we have some beef to settle (laughs) we have some beef to settle Uh, we do oh we do i i i just have to hear i have to understand what exactly it okay okay (laughs) (laughs) just just to start with mcr what what exactly is your stance here because I don't know if I understand. That was you, Shane. You were Bullets the one starting beat on, on the timeline. Which, yeah, what's your favorite album? Bullets. Really? Yeah. Wow. Three Cheers is the one that like set them apart, but Bullets is my favorite. I like Three the rawness the of it. Damn. Um, I can't, see, now that like you said that, I can totally get your your insane take about danger <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, just, danger i said that what polished. today on the timeline i said someone's minecraft discography was better than the entirety of danger days see i wanted to i wanted to say something about that because that was that was a little too far danger <gasps> days a is perfectly good. okay take i don't know that's an awful terrible take <laughs> atrocious <laughs> i just 
Who doesn't like Danger Days? It's oh, so okay. much fun. It's <laughs> just my least favorite My Chem album. Like when you gotta line up the four albums My Chem put out, and Danger Days is one of the My Chem albums you have to put in that list. It just it gets pushed off to the side. Here's here's where I stand on MCR as someone who's listened to thousands of hours of MCR. Right. Mm-hmm. First of all, bullets on my bottom. It's it's got it. exactly. I mean, it's exactly. like it's an amazing album. Mm-hmm. It was such a great start. But yeah. every time they made an album, they were like, "We're just gonna top this." Yeah, you know, three cheers. I'm gonna say right now, Black Parade is my favorite album, not only by them but of all time by okay. any band. That's fair. And in Danger Days, I feel like they realize that like. They still tried to top themselves, but they weren't going to release another Black Parade or another Three Cheers. They took this very theatrical thing and they were like, we're going to make it cinematic. We're talking action movie. They released Mm -hmm. Na Na Na, which is an absolute banger. And they just, yeah. And they just do such a different thing. I mean, it's so interesting musically. They made so many strides with like how, just how ambitious of a project they're able to do and uh, it's so good i, I love it a lot okay <laughs> right. oh, that's fair that's yeah that's fair. completely valid yeah i'm a three cheers person so I'm yeah. very valid yeah three cheers is so good it is though it and is wait believe, and you said panic yeah i believe we had fallout boy beef as well oh, maybe oh, panic and, i can't remember Paramore. Oh, I mean, I have panic beef with everybody because nobody agrees with my takes on them okay but what, mm-hmm. what's but, your favorite album by them uh-huh. By Panic or yeah. Fellow Boy? Panic. Panic. Oh, Death of a Bachelor by Okay, okay. I can respect I, that. I can respect, I can respect that. that, yeah. Death of a Bachelor is good. But I think where people don't usually agree with me is that Pray for the Wicked is probably my second favorite. Oh. We're going to scrap this interview as a whole. Yeah, I'm I think sorry. I think done here. This, this was great, <laughs> but we, just, we can't work together an- anymore. It's, I mean, okay, I get it. I you know, it's not, it's not for everybody. No. But... <laughs> You know what? I'm just floored. I've never heard this take before ever. Like I've heard people say Death of a Bachelor is their favorite or whatever, but I have never heard anybody rank Pray for the Wicked high ever. Even people that I know that like it always put it before some of their other stuff. Mm -hmm. I know. And I I get it. You know, especially if you're like a huge fan of like, say, Fever, Mm -hmm. you know, High Hopes is definitely like a departure from there. (laughs) Yeah. But... For me, what it is, is just that, like, I feel like they just have so much fun writing this album. You know, I feel like it's just got all of my favorite things about Panic, which is, like, it has that tension. It has all of the pop elements, and it brings in elements from rock and, like, Broadway. You know, Mm -hmm. there's, like, Roaring Twenties, which is one of my most played songs, and for me, it's just, it came at the right point in my life where it's like, I need something that's like uplifting and high energy and something that just feels good to listen to. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah. I put on that album and I'm like, I could just dance for 40 minutes okay. and yeah. it's just, I love it a lot. You know, I love all the Panic albums, but like those two for me really stand out. And they just, they take all of the things that the earlier albums did for me and just elevate them. Okay. Like, it's it's just Nightcore Panic, which I think is great. Oh, yeah, I can okay. hear that. I'll, I can hear I'll respect your take, but not agree with it. Because Gloria and I actually <laughs> did a listening of it, what, 
not too long ago. It was right <laughs> when the world shut down. We were like, okay, let's yeah. listen to Pray for the Wicked again. Because I've bullied mm-hmm. so many kids on the internet for their take on Pray for the Wicked. <laughs> like, oh my God, you were bullying them before you listened to it? Well, no, no, no. I listened it was to like the leak when it came time. out. Yeah, and yeah. then, because it leaked like a week before it was supposed to come out. So I listened to that and then couldn't get through it because it was so boring. And I was bullying kids for that. And we listened to it again and we still didn't like it. So... Oh. I like a couple songs off of it, yeah. but it's just like the entire album. Personally, for me, it just it it was such a a left turn, you know, from just Death of a Bachelor and how just like I don't know, I don't know how to describe Death of a Bachelor. It just it was so good, and then it just went to Pray for the Wicked and like just straight pop, which is fine because I like pop, but it's just like I don't know. That's to me, fair. It, it felt like they were just trying too hard to get on the radio, which they got. Pray the for radio. the wicked. Uh, they high did hopes. do that. Yeah, uh, and but like whatever. It's cool. Fall Out Boy takes are like the most out of the park I've ever heard. Really? Yeah. Okay. You know what? Fair. I get into a lot of arguments with people about Fall Out Boy, but okay. I want to hear what your favorite Fall Out Boy albums are. Or um, yeah, you watched the Glass Beach album or interview, right? Where I slaughtered um, Folly Ado or whatever. Or I said it Wait, wasn't you don't, good. You don't like Folia Do? No, I I could have sworn because you you tweeted at us and said something about mm-hmm. Folia Do or whatever. So oh, yeah, I yeah. thought you sure. meant I thought you meant everything after Folia Do. Everything after no, Folia Do I don't like. The hiatus. Yeah, yeah. Folia Do is back. my favorite um, Fall Out Boy album. So I must have misread your tweet because I was like I might have said something, but it was probably for like the hee hee hoo hoo because it is my favorite album <laughs> and I. It's just to the point where I've overplayed it, where I don't like it as much as I did, but that is still my favorite Fall Out Boy album. So I would have to say that one. That is very fair. I mean, all right. Okay. Here's my Fall Out Boy take. All right. <laughs> I know I know, nobody agrees with this. And that's okay, because I, mm-hmm. I have this. Yeah. I think my favorite album... I don't have a favorite Fall Out Boy album, because I think they're all just so different. Mm-hmm. But I have, I think, the most appreciation for Mania. And the reason I, for I that... I thought you were going to say Mania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason for that, I think, is because... Okay. So, Folia do, right? They... Mm-hmm. No. Okay, I'm going to go back to Infinity on High. Because there's a okay. narrative here. It's a, it's a story. Okay. It's a story. All right. So, they, ha- they release Infinity on High. It's a huge commercial success. People love it. You know, they've got singles on the radio. They've got Jay-Z on there. It's a whole situation. That did happen. I forgot about that. It did happen, which I love. I love Mm -hmm. that about them. And then after that, they're like, well, damn, what do we do? And I know, especially with, like, Pete and Patrick, they've always sort of had these, like, pop and like hip hop influences. Mm-hmm. And after they release an album like Infinity on High, they expose themselves to an audience that frankly is just not trying to hear that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like if they could get like under a cork tree five times, they would take it. And like they're like, we absolutely don't want to do that again. So yeah. they go on the folio do, you know, it's a very big moment for them. And they're like, we're gonna just experiment. We're doing all types of things everybody's on the album. Lil Wayne's on the album. It's it's a whole thing. I think it's an amazing album and I think it's one I think it's maybe the most important Fall Out Boy album. Mm-hmm. But then after that, it flopped a little bit. You know, it didn't just get 
just a little bit you know and definitely there's more appreciation for it like after the fact mm. but like in the moment people were like damn like what happened to fallout boy yeah. And I think that's such a huge shame, but I feel like after that experience and after realizing that they could still go and like play stadiums and stuff off of like an album that didn't even go like, you know, crazy, they were like, we can do whatever we want. Yeah. So mania happens. Patrick's like, you know what? I'm producing now. I'm, he writes church in his like bedroom. He literally builds the entire track. There's no producer. They're doing whatever they want. And I just think that, like, I love when bands, like, stop making stuff that is for their audience and starts making stuff for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I know it pisses people off because people will be like, well, what about your audience? I'm like, I don't care about the audience. I just want bands to make stuff that they think is fun. And I could tell on that album, especially after seeing them live, that they just look so happy being able to do stuff that you know especially once you reach that level of success you can do whatever you want really yeah. you know it's like the label is like we know it's gonna sell i don't mm -hmm. care so i love that stuff i love turns and they just they experiment so much with it that like i have to appreciate it because i love mm -hmm. i love genre fusing they had burn a boy on there that was crazy it was good yeah just a good time i mean when See? mania did come out I actually listened to that a lot. I thought mm -hmm. it was all right. It's just everything like before Mania. So in between like the when they came back from the hiatus and before Mania, there's just something about it I can't get into it besides like the radio singles. So Really? Those are like my least favorite, I think, like the radio singles. Mm -hmm. There are a few, but definitely I think Novocaine is like top of their discography. Right. It's yeah. way up there. All right. See, and the funny thing is, my two favorite albums from theirs are their first album in Mania, so because I can't get into their other really? stuff, so that's that's, that's it. such a contrast. Man. Yeah, it is literally. What, what is with the hot good. takes today? Man, I've never heard that. I don't yeah. think that's a bad take at all. Yeah, because it's 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 good. I don't know, because the first album was like my introduction to them, because I tried to get into them, because everyone was like, "Oh, I love Fall Out Boy, Twenty One Pilots, My Chemical Romance, and Panic at the Disco," and I was like, "I don't." I wasn't all of them except Fall Out Boy. I didn't like their other stuff before Mania came out, so I just went back to their first album, and I was able to get into that. But it's like the rest of the stuff I really can't vibe with, except for Foley. But that's it. That's very fair. I think it's just it's just one of those things where I think with any good band, they're bound to have albums that like not everybody's gonna like. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I feel like you just gotta make those those turns. Mm -hmm. And I think the bigger the turn, the more people will hate it, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we've squashed sure. some beef today on the well, podcast. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, so back to the questions. <laughs> um, where do you see the project in the next five years? Next five years? I mean, God, I, who even knows, right? I mean, I mm -hmm. hope it's, to be honest, I hope it's big. You know, I, I really yeah. feel like, there's like potential here and i think if i don't majorly mess it up then you know things things could go pretty well how well i have no idea i don't think you can ever really predict that kind of thing but what i will say is i hope in the next five years i can do it like for a living so we'll see that'd be good yeah mm -hmm. uh so for the last couple of questions we're actually going to shift away from music and go straight to death row 
Boom. So death if you're on row. death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Boom again. Boom. Double boom. boom. All right, I've thought about this. Okay. You thought, okay. okay. I thought about this because I watched, but. Oh, okay. Okay, makes sense. <laughs> Let's see. I just think about this sometimes, yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. We have had people that said that. Zberg was like, I think about yeah. this all the time. Really? Every single oh, day. Oh, man. I literally, I hadn't thought of it until I watched like one of the episodes. <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely would have to be like just a huge seafood platter. Mm -hmm. I'm a big seafood guy. And then I think, like, just throw some pasta in there, some pasta mm -hmm. and some rice. And beverage, I think, like, ginger limeade. Ooh, yeah. I think that's maybe the best beverage there is. It is. Well, it's one of them, definitely. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Solid. Uh, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Oh man, fictional world for a week. One week. Yeah. Um okay, I feel like somebody asked this on like the Glass Beach one, but I'm also going to ask cuz mm -hmm. I forgot the answer. So, am I like am I like fully immersed into this world or am I just dropped in there? Like, you know, You're just you... dropped in there. Just dropped in. Just dropped Damn. In there. So like... all the characters and everything, it's whatever. Okay, do, so like, if I'm gonna show that where people have powers, do I have powers, or am I just like some guy where they're like, oh yeah, he's just here. Do you want to have powers? I would like to. Then yeah. you, can have, you powers. have powers. Nice. You see how much mm -hmm. we think into this stuff. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so glad you're very thorough about it. <laughs> um. Okay. Fictional world. Fictional world. Um. Oh man, that's still very difficult. Even then. Um, as a kid, I definitely would have said Codename Kids Next Door, but Taste. by now, by now they would have like wiped my memory and kicked me out. So, yeah, it might be a bit old for that one. Oh, I forgot that's how they how you left the. Oh, yeah, that's really very, sad. I it's forgot very that men in black. Like they just like you're old now. Go to high school. Leave. Yeah. God, that. Okay. Uh, okay. Fictional world. Fictional world. I'm going to say I don't have a good one, so I'm gonna just say like Dragon Ball Z. Just because Dragon be, Ball Z. It's, it'd be exciting. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you've watched a couple of the interviews, so you know what's coming next. I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person you've spoken to has said it's the most important question: What is your favorite color? Boy, that's a hard one. It is. Very difficult. <laughs> I know. We thought of it ourselves. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I mean, it's got to be red. I can tell uh, by red. your background. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of everything I own is red, really. So. All right. I respect it. Mm -hmm. Um. So as I said, that is all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, anything I'd like to plug. I mean, at this point, um, whatever my next song is called is probably out. Mm -hmm. So go stream that. It's very spooky, and I have a new song coming out. Unless it's already out, but just go listen to all my music. That's that's the. I like that. Period. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you for sitting out with us. This has been Jariah and for the Good Nights Podcast. <laughs>